It's time to watch The Muppets, The Muppets Mayhem. show her big brown eyes uh dead like me yeah yeah because i was watching a show the other day and oh not the other day jesus fucking christ in october <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah i was watching a show the other day in october of 2022 mm-hmm. and it was the disney special for the marvel comic book whatever werewolf by night and uh she was one of the characters she was in that the woman Oh, her big. Yeah, her big. She's also, you know, she's in Adam's Family Values. She is. She plays um, Mercedes McNabb character. You know, like that little girl, the mean girl. She's she a, plays her mom. Oh, her mom. I was yeah. like, she was a little girl in that movie. No. That's what I was like. I was like, what? no, but you know, like when Pubert gets like cannonballed yeah. up to the airplane, and she sees the baby, and then she like closes the window and goes, Ugh. "Oh, that's her." And, like, yeah. yeah, that's her. <laughs> I love it's very that. Very stupid. So I think funny. I watched those movies, like, the Disney thing, and then that, like, a couple hours between each other, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, how am I accidentally marathoning things this lady was in? Oh my god, so funny. Megan, it's time to watch The Muppets. It is time, and this was a goodie. We watched track five, break on through of Muppets Mayhem, airing in the U.S. on May 10th, 2023, and in the U.K. on May 10th, 2023, written by Julie Bean and directed by Robert Cohen. You ready for the plot? Yeah, I want to hear it. When Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem get writer's block and learn that they were in, and learn that they were inspired by the stars to write Can You Picture That? Nora and Moog take Get the band on a camping trip for inspiration. When the marshmallows they eat turn out to have expired in 1992, all of them except for Moog and Zoot experience hallucinations. Megan, this episode fucking ruled. This was a banger. I love this episode. I actually need an action figure from this episode. So the, I think you know what I'm talking the about. The cold open in this episode. You ready? Cold open. The doctor said their necks can't take any more headbanging. Metallica as the band <laughs> As the band listens to Master of Puppets. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold up. Okay, the doctor said your necks can't take any more headbanging. Oh, now I said no such thing. I mean, the doctor, doctor. Oh. Must resist. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. And yet, the power of rock compels us. Frank about Oz. First Frank of all, Oz. the song about Frank Oz. And as... I hope Frank Oz knows this. <laughs> this was a tribute to you, Frankie boy. Uh... These cold opens of this series have been so funny. Yeah. Like, I really, really enjoy them the most, I think. They're some of, like, they're definitely, um, definitely better than the cold opens on the other series that we're, we've been watching. Because there's no... Can I talk to you yet about this? About the fact that the villain is missing. 
No, he's in this episode. You've watched... Who? Who are you saying? Isn't the villain... I mean the villain... Like, the villain. Scooter. Are you talking about Scooter? Your yeah. Scooties. Where's Scooter been? Oh, is he supposed to be in this series? Wouldn't you think? He's the Mayhem's, like, tour manager in the movie. Yeah, but that's he's, in the movie. like... I don't know. I feel weird that he's not here. The action figures, there's merchandise for this show that fe- that has... They don't make an action figure of Lips. They make an action figure of Scooter that's in the packaging for this show. They don't make an action figure of Lips? No. There's one of Janice, Floyd, Zoot, Teeth, Scooter. Isn't Is that there, weird? I would love to see, like, the Google Analytics data, and I'll look this up later, actually, of... Well, it's kind of hard because it's like who Google's just Scooter. I guess it would be Scooter Muppet. Like versus... who Google's just Scooter? That's very who watches the Watchmen to me. Who Google's just Scooter? Yeah, like who, who's <laughs> thinking about Scooter? I don't know. Certainly not me. Even though I will be accused of it. Yeah, I know you love Scooter. I you don't. You miss him. <laughs> I didn't want to be accused of missing him by asking you this, but I do understand where you would get that kind of questioning from. <laughs> you love his little tuft on his head. <laughs> so in this episode, jacket. Nor- the jacket, Megan. <laughs> so in this episode, Nora helps the band plan a road trip outdoor pilgrimage to help them become inspired to write new songs. I think that that's already a pretty solid premise. That like, oh, so, so good. after last week's cliffhanger, where we kind of revealed that the band doesn't have anything in the can. They then this week kind of introduced the idea that they have some starts to songs, some middles to songs, and some ends to songs. But nothing's fleshed out. Nothing has any real lyrics. Nothing has, you know, they just have some, like, noodling, basically, Mm -hmm. that they could share. So they've run dry on inspiration. For a lot of years. They've been... I mean, yeah. Doing a lot. If we're saying, like, we're going on this voyage because this is how we wrote Can You Picture That, that was in the 1970s. It's time to find something something new. Yeah. Can you imagine the Rolling Stones? Like The Rolling Mick is like, I've run out of ideas. Yeah. And then him and Keith Richards? Yeah, I think so. Have to go into the woods and, and eat marshmallows. I do this love that. The whole thing about the marshmallows was so funny. The like magic marshmallows yeah, that it's... they expired in nineteen ninety two. So, okay. I I feel like I've been oversharing lately on this podcast. Oh, no. But I have to tell you a fun story about expiration dates. Sure. Every time that we go to Liz's grandmother's house, we have to throw away so much. Because we'll be there and we'll be, like, helping cook or something. And she'll be like, oh, I know I have a thing of... Most recently, she told me that in the garage, in the pantry, there is lemon juice. So I go into the garage. The lemon juice that she had expired in 2018. Oh, I'm like, no. Nana, we can't use this. She's like, okay, there should be another one in there. It was a two pack. I'm like, this is still, this is still the spoiled lemon juice. So yeah, we've made it a thing where we have to go through and like throw away old stuff. We threw away a can of like baked beans, I think. Can you imagine a while ago. if she just got that? You would have put that lemon juice right in your right. I mean, it's probably fine. Probably, I, guess. I don't know. What they put preservatives in that stuff, right? I mean, yeah, and it's just lemon. But like, come on, man. I don't know. That's out of date. Like the plastic is probably eroded in the lemon. That's the thing too, because it's so acidic, right? Like yeah. it's got to be. That's got to be a matter of it that it eats away at that plastic container. Yeah. Ugh. 
<sighs> but yeah, we've had to throw away some really like past due stuff. It's like so surprising. Like I guess older folks just get so like depression era like have to save it all. Have to save it all. You can't waste it. You got to say like, you know, Scrape the bottom of that bucket. We're putting it in for leftovers. Mm-hmm. Do not waste. A, oh, an what inch. are you doing with that tinfoil? Yeah. Oh my God. Re- recycling like yeah. uh, wrapping paper yeah. and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, that's too funny. Though. So before we head off to the to the, I don't know. What do you want to call this? Like a uh, Joshua Tree. They go to like a, the desert, right? They Wait. go hang out in the desert. I I just have like a really quick question. Mm-hmm. How come the plot doesn't mention this? At what point does, unless this was the last episode, does Penny, does Nora go to Penny and ask for, like, time? That's the last episode. Okay. okay. Yeah. Penny asks Nora for time, and then Penny, by the end of this episode, is, like, the song you, like, uh, spoiler, whatever. We're a little out of order. But by the end of this episode, Penny says, like, hey, this one song that you recorded is great, but, like, bring me the whole album next week. Yeah. And then her mind gets a little swayed otherwise oh, by the end of this one. Oh, yeah. I remember. So, okay, but I can I just tell you my theory? Yeah. Because I forgot to talk about this then last week. Okay, so this is what I think is going on with this guy. Um, Which guy? The, JJ? Yeah, JJ. Okay. He's the guy, like, trying to buy the company, but so, he's, like, also trying to help Penny. Right in this episode, this is actually our next beat anyway. So JJ and Nora have, like, a tete-a-tete at the label office over whether or not, like, his, like, trying to help her was really helpful or not helpful. And, like, they try to kind of, like, reveal what their relationship is or was. What does he call her? Like smooches or smush? smush? Smushy? Yeah. Something Smushy, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that he is definitely trying to set her up. But what I think he's trying to do is have her keep going so that she can produce this Mayhem record. It's going to be a complete hit and he's going to take over the company. Or he already I has taken over the company. I think he wants both. Yeah, I think yeah. he does want to have a hit. But he wants to have a hit because... He intends on owning all of this anyway, yeah, so he and might he's as well have take all the credit too. Yeah, he Nora might as well have modern successes yeah. with this label because he. So far, they've really just divulged that he wants this label because I guess they own some sort of rights to legacy acts, and he's mm-hmm. going to put them on a new streaming service. That seems to be like the mushy. We don't really know what I don't really. At least me, the watcher, the viewer, doesn't totally understand his deal. He's some sort of a guy who's in tech. He's trying to make Bad. a new app thing. Yeah, and Animal is like trying Good? to Animal tries to help yeah. gauge the things he's done so far. Look, you do not have to thank me for rescuing you in there. Thank you? You're welcome. Bad! Whoa, really? You brought the guard dog? Hey, but I told you to wait in the van with everybody else. Bad! Actually, I just bought your band more time with Penny, so maybe JJ ain't so bad after all. Good? No! Okay, stop trying to get in my head. Our heads. Okay, okay. All I'm trying to do is help you. Good! No, he's not helping us. Bad! Smush, I've been helping you since moment one. How? Okay, you showed up back in my life out of nowhere and tried to buy the label. Bad! Which I offered you to run. Good! Okay, fine, but then you crashed my recording session with Zed. Bad! Where I paid for the glass door and the mold decimated. Bad. And then you showed up to our rehearsal and you called them old. And I offered my help to make the band sound better than ever. Bad? It's very, that was very Bad. cute. This very is funny. the, yeah, the conversation that they have in the office when Penny is eating the wings. This killed me because 
her hands are like huge. Yeah. And she's holding like the dainty wing in between her index and thumb, <laughs> her pointer and thumb at one point while talking to Penny. And I'm like, I love this character so yeah. much. She has a small smear of barbecue sauce on her I cheek. I love her too. She's the best. She really is the best. Okay, she definitely has healed my Gladys need for Gladys. Gladys? Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, definitely yeah. the spiritual, like, she's yeah. the sis- a sister of Gladys. Yeah. That's, she's, I think, uh, a new term that we can officially... The sister of Gladys. She's a sister of Gladys. Yeah, I like that term. What is that, a friend of Dorothy? Yeah. Right? <laughs> she's a sister of Gladys, yeah, if you know what I mean. she's a sister of Gladys. <laughs> so, where are we now? When do we go on the trip? The gang heads out now to Joshua Tree. And the, how many hours is that from L.A.? Or wherever they are. Oh, I don't know. It's got to be 20 minutes, right? <laughs> Everything in L.A. takes 20 minutes. But I'm not in L.A. We're slowly turning into a clueless. I'm in the valley. <laughs> so, yeah, they head out to Joshua Tree, and their van breaks down, right? Like, this was not... Wait, they no, don't, I thought that they oh, were no. supposed to go to this, like, bungalow out there And something. it turns out to be, like, a dump, right? Yeah, it was a complete... They got scammed. Yeah, they, they got scammed. They basically got scammed. <clears throat> so they they get scammed and they end up just kind of camping out outside the van and roasting marshmallows. Yeah. They're in a circle, they're roasting marshmallows. And uh after Nora shows some signs of being a little loopy, we'll say. What she's talking about being a rooster or something? A falconer. Oh. She has she wants to fly, whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, she's so a falconer. Nora becomes a falconer because she is Was she um, doing an Indian accent? I I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that Lily Singh is not Indian. No, no, Because she was doing, like, an impression of her father. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Right? No, so not Indian. Sorry, South Asian. Yeah. She's doing some sort of a South Asian accent. Yeah, she's supposed to, she's supposed to be doing an, an imitation of her father at some yeah. point. So, she's doing all this falconer stuff because she feels that her life isn't taking off. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of having these interesting hallucinations, all basically because they have, like, shit that they have not unpacked. Or that they're not willing to unpack. You know? Oh my god. The only one that I don't fully understand is the next one. Lips, with his eyes wide, sees he is to save the world. Yeah, I think we'll find out what that's about. This, like, psychedelic space scene where there's, like, a literally, like, a whale flying out of a black hole Mm -hmm. and shit. And, like, the stars then form to say, save the world. So weird. It was very strange. Yeah, it was very strange. And after each of these, like... But maybe he will learn that he has a savior complex or something. I believe that. Why not? Why not? We don't know anything about Lips. He could absolutely... He could absolutely have that going on. He could be whoever. At the end of each of these, like, little things... These were so good, by the way. So what happens is, like, we get to see a bit of everyone's trip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, next is Janice. The one true Janice sees multiples of herself. I... That refo- like inform this. her to love herself, and then of course outside the trip we see her just looking into a, the mirror, the side view mirror on the on the car on the van, the bus, yeah, the bus, and just like, oh. and then after each of these interactions, Zoot takes a picture, yeah, and he and catches says, some of them and he doesn't catch others, right? You two make a great couple. Oh yeah. At the at the end of every photo he takes. Wait, that was weird. Yeah. Zoot, so Zoot didn't take, didn't eat these marshmallows because he says sugar's bad for you, basically. And he passes it to Moog, and Moog doesn't eat any of them because well, he realizes all, they're super expired. He's the only old timer in the gang. Zoot? Literally. Uh-huh. Right? So, he yeah. probably He's was seen watching. his fair share. He's watching himself. Yeah. 
He's clocked that all yeah. these other guys He's are, eating sugar in his yeah, time. Yeah, they're not doing too good. Yeah, he's definitely had some sugar in his time. For sure. Right? For sure. Yeah. But this whole thing with um, him taking pictures and saying, oh, you make a good couple. But if you think about it, they all, all their issues are related to another. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, Janice being pretty broad is related to everyone. She's yeah. trying to just keep everything together and loving everyone. Well, no. That she's not, you know, taking care of herself. No what? Well, when do we find this out? Find what out? The news about Janice. What news? She's a twin! Oh, not until the very end. Oh. Right? Well, I spoiled it. Spoiler, Megan. I We're jumping all over the place. I almost fell out of my seat. Yeah. I know, and it's like, when are we, I, so. She's like, I have a twin. I immediately was like, I hope the twin is like the Ursula to her Phoebe. At first, I thought the twin, like when she was like, I have a twin, we were going to find out it was like a Chiron or whatever that's called, like something that's like sort of living inside of you. Oh. <laughs> like it like has that she absorbed or yeah. whatever and she lifts yeah. her shirt and you realize it's like, ah. <laughs> It's just a mouth with like an eye. <laughs> Some John Carpenter like old school like 80s claymation <laughs> something or other out the side. I'd love that. Anyway, sorry. During, during Animal's trip, he's seen nurturing baby animal and the baby animal shares wisdom to him in an like a baby. weird Cagney accent. Baby. You're quite the nurturer, aren't you? Just like our dear friend Nora. Nora. In fact, from moment one, you have felt a powerful kinship to the woman. Perhaps it is innate. Or perhaps you share a deep rooted connection over you both being abandoned at young age. Nora. The point is, because of that unbreakable bond, it is your duty to protect her. And I, I love know. that. Oh my god, wait, he was he was like bright and articulate. Uh-huh. And he was like telling Animal exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. I absolutely love this. I'm like, is this like really what's inside of Animal? I hope so. I hope so too. There's a British man. But you s- controlling and and you know. There I I love I have to watch that part again. But like Floyd's trip. Floyd sees Weird Al in, in the, the style of Mufasa from in, The Lion King. In the style of Mufasa, for sure. It was hilarious. Who basically tells him to stop worrying about what everyone thinks and just write music that you believe in. I'm here to tell you to stop being so precious and start writing music again. Says the guy who only writes parody songs. Got you! <laughs> hey! I've got original songs on every album. I've done like... 80 of them. Dang, that is so many. Almost too many. Yeah, I just... And he sticks up for himself, too. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, I think Floyd, like, I forget. Floyd's like, all you do is write parodies. And he's like, like, hey, I've written over 80 original songs. Give me a fucking break, dude. Like, I've got mine. Yeah, he has. Oh, God, I love this. I love how there's pouring rain outside right now, and all the rain is coming through the window. Oh, goodness. But the window is stuck, so I... Oh, the window's just yeah, stuck open. Well, I'll ask you to help me. It's stuck up. Yeah, you your window's to, stuck up. I need your man arms to pull it down. Well, speaking of arms, Dr. Teeth, in a claymation bit... This was the fucking greatest! ...has to come to terms with his commitment issues to Penny. This was the greatest he fucking He gets wrapped thing. in, like, a ring, 
And then, like, these piano Dr. keys T fall. as a claymated character. So the claymation was actually done... This Dr. Teeth stop-motion animated hallucination was done by Stupid Buddy Studios, the studio that does Robot Chicken. I thought that was kind of neat. Stupid Buddy, that's what they're called? Yeah, they used to be called Stupid Monkey. I wonder why they're called Stupid Buddy now. I love that they're the people who did this. Yeah, it looked so this. good. And the way that it, it transitioned from... He was Claymation in like the real world, and he interacted with Floyd for one second, and then it, his whole hallucination took over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because Floyd got a picture of him, right? His whole hallucination ends with him kind of like crashing down to the earth somehow, and Moog pulling on him... And Moog's pulling him from his arms, and his arms start to, like, stretch yeah. out fully. And Moog's, Moog says, are they supposed to do that? I've always loved Dr. Teeth's, like, huge, arms. like, I noodle arms. They're so They cool. haven't really used them in a while, either, so I'm glad that they did this. Yeah, that they really got to shine in this I episode. And the, and the long arms really is a th- callback to the original Muppets. Oh, absolutely, love, yeah. yeah. Like, jangling on the keyboard, where you see, like, when you can see the distance between teeth and the piano yeah. is very cool it is very cool this was so well done i love this i think it was really fun to see them all go on a trip mm-hmm. i think it's so funny that they were like bad marshmallows like whatever fine i love the dime too like uh in, was that in the last episode when floyd gets the dime yeah floyd floats the He's dime like, in i the need last a dime one. and it sounds like a dime bag or something because it was like cheech that. and chong that asked oh, him yeah. for it yeah oh, yeah 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 there's a lot of, like, references and so, nods. Zoot, like we said, keeps taking photos of everybody. He takes pictures of Floyd with the cactus he ends up hugging. Oh, yeah. He says, oh, you make a cute couple. He takes a picture, then, of Moog pulling Dr. Teeth out of the ground, and he says, you two make a great couple. But then when Nora... Nora's sitting on a stump, and she thinks that she's having this wonderful conversation with JJ, but it's really Moog who's, yeah. like, helping her come to realizations and stuff. And, um... She, like, she says something to him about, like, you know, thinking they make a great pair. Yeah. You know, and Moog thinks he's talking to her, but she thinks she's talking to JJ. I know, I hate that. And then again, we get Zoot taking a picture of the two of them. You make a great couple. I don't think any of them make a great couple with Nora. (laughs) Yeah. I know we keep harping on this, but there's no chemistry. Zero. At all. Nothing. At all. Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Nada. I feel like her sister should have a love interest instead of her. It would maybe be more interesting if, like, Moog was, like, interested in her sister or something. You know? Yeah. Because it's, like, and it's not believable. It's, like, Nora's really not all that likable. No, and she's much more career-focused and driven, so it doesn't seem like it makes sense plot-wise to introduce this kind of an idea, too. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Not a big fan of that whole thing. Yeah. But so the Mayhem then on their way home, they um, managed to have found enough inspiration to write a new song. They started singing in the car and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's actually getting good. Uh, allow me to croon to your tune. So yeah, do it. Yeah. Takes a long time to get where you go in. I like that. Uh, when you're driving... On your last pair, making stops along the way. Nice. Moving, uh, no. Heading, heading, yeah, yeah, heading down, down the interstate. Four days. Yeah. This is pretty cool. <laughs> it's not bad. I feel like we've really, like, blown through this episode. 
I know, but like, who do you think Janice is? I hope Janice's sister is like Ursula, like you were saying. I really feel like she should be. Like, because Janice is just so fucking Phoebe Buffet to me. Mm-hmm. It would only make sense that Phoebe she would Buffet, have to be the Janice opposite. Janice definitely have overlap, big time overlap. Yeah. yeah. Who else would be a friend from Friends? Like, who else is everybody else? So Janice is Phoebe, right? This has become a big thing. A lot of this, like, fan casting. Scooter is Ross. Scooter is Ross, okay. Yeah, no, Scooter is Ross. But then who is, like, Rachel? You can pick another Muppet, right? We don't have well, to stay with Kermit just the has mayhem. To be Ross, then. You want Kermit to be Ross? I guess Kermit's Ross because Piggy has to be Rachel, right? But then who's Monica? There's no women There's in the no Muppets. Women. There's no women. That's the problem. Camilla. I'm just kidding. So my mother had sent me a text message a couple weeks ago as a listener. She sent us a message. Oh, and she said thanks that for the message. There's like been going around, honestly, I'm sure you've seen these fan cast ideas of if, okay, so she poses the one that if the Rocky Horror Picture Show were to be redone with the Muppets, who would everybody be? Oh my God, I love that. So who is your Frankenfurter? Do you keep, you can keep one human in the cast. Oh, I So do, do we keep Tim Curry as Frankenfurter? If we could. Yeah. Or do we know. cast Link Hogthrob? I would kind of like to see Link, Link Hogthrob, I think. Yeah. I would do Link for sure. I think I would do that and then I would keep Susan Sarandon. You'd have to because there's no women. And Susan Sarandon is like, great. Yeah. yeah. And then you'd need Piggy for Magenta. Uh-huh. And then I guess, um... No, would Piggy be Magenta? Or do you oh, think yeah, she- I guess you would. What's the other one? Columbia. Columbia yeah. would, I think, go to Janice, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's really... This is actually really difficult for me to think about. I'm like, my brain is breaking over Rocky Horror Picture Show. I can't believe how freely Who would I'm be throwing Rocky? names of these characters. Rocky! Who would be Rocky? I mean... Wait, we didn't... I almost said Scooter. Like, I don't want you to be... Who would Gonzo pe- be? Gonzo would be Riff Raff. Oh, yeah. Gonzo is Gonzo's Riff Raff. So then who's his, who's his magenta? I think Piggy could make a decent magenta. But Piggy would it's never... It's too small a role for Piggy. Piggy would right? never touch, uh, like, pair with, I think, Gonzo. You don't think she could even play? Like, she can't, she can't act unless there is, like, true chemistry, huh? Mm-hmm. Like, she can't fake it. Can she? I don't know. And then what about, uh, like, Wayne? I mean, oh Wayne my God. should be, what's his name, Bud. Or wait, do any of you guys know how to Madison? Who's that guy? The, <laughs> Susan Sarandon's husband. I have to do the Dr. Scott, Janet. Brad. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Brad okay. and Janet, yeah. I like Wayne and, I actually, I kind of like Wayne and Wanda as Brad and Janet. Okay, okay right? right? I think this? that really Maybe works. Maybe we'll get rid of this yeah, human situation, okay. so okay. Wayne and Wanda are uh, Brad and Janet. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, it's terrific, yeah. actually. Um, Dust out them. Maybe old... Rocky is the only human. You because think... Rocky, everybody has to like want to have sex with. He has to be like the most attractive. Okay. So then who do you want to play Rocky? Somebody who's ripped. Like a human from now. A human from now. Who's ripped? I don't know. Would it be fun to cast him as like professional athlete or something like that like somebody from the nba or something like i don't know who do you got go for it megan no one's gonna give us any money to do this i'm just gonna look up nba nba ripped nba (laughs) players 
Who's yeah. who's ripped? I don't who's even ripped? know. Okay, so then who's Eddie? Oh, okay, I love this. Um, Maybe Kermit's not in ours. It's Link. Yeah, with, okay. on the motorcycle. Okay, so then who's 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 Frankenfurter? Oh, uh, what's the Mr. Dudley? Uncle Deadly as Frankenfurter Megan, that rules. Because him yeah. and Wayne have a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. They have that gay thing together. Mm-hmm. I think they Yeah, I think you could believe Uncle Deadly could sleep with Wayne and Wanda. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. I love that we're going like completely off book you of like, to, like Kermit's not involved in this at all. Maybe Kermit's no, the Kermit's narrator. Dr. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Scott's the narrator. Oh yeah. Right? In the wheelchair. Yeah. He explains the time warp. Oh should we God. have Kermit or should somebody no, else be Dr. Scott? No, I like it. It's Kermit's <laughs> Dr. Scott. Okay. He does Eddie and his Teddy, yeah. the worst song in the whole show. Okay, Kermit could, yeah, he's yeah. the worst. He gets that one. Oh, man, Link Hogshub is... Let's re let's re Let's reprise this. Okay. So we have Wayne and Wanda as, as Brad Brad and, and Janet. Janet. We have Deadly as Frankenfurter. Yeah. We have... Oh, we didn't pick the athlete. Who is, like, the hot... I'm going to Google... Are you Googling hot athlete now? Your microphone's about to fall. Who's the hottest, (laughs) most ripped? (laughs) Mirror, mirror on the wall. So you've now Googled who is the hottest man ripped? Yeah, this is not helping me. Who, I mean, is this Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan. Okay, so you've chosen Michael B. Jordan as our Rocky. I don't believe it. Which is it. funny because he's Creed. Oh, yeah, Rocky and Creed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, then maybe we do believe it. Okay, it could be Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, why not? Why not? Does he still have the little gold wig on? Like the... <laughs> yeah, I think he should still The be platinum blonde. blonde hair? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. Perfect. Michael B. Jordan is our Rocky. Who okay. is Magenta? Piggy. Piggy. Oh, or no, 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 or no, just no, Janice. No. Who is Magenta? No, no, we have to partner somebody with Riff Raff, who's Gonzo. Wait, okay. Riff Raff. I think Janice could play off of Riff Raff. Yeah, Janice, Janice, Janice is Magenta, okay. right? Janice. Because Piggy is Columbia. Yes. Because Piggy and Link can, she can act well enough to have him die also. She doesn't have to, like, really love Eddie. Eddie gets killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, because right it's Link. Right yeah. out the grate anyway. Right, right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Link is Eddie. I think that's it, right? I just feel like Fozzie can't play any of these roles. No. Like, I don't feel like this is a Fozzie. No, and that's fine. Fozzie. Yeah. Fozzie doesn't have to be there. Um, Fozzie and Rizzo are, are a part of the time warp. They do the whole thing, right? We still can have everybody in the background. Statler and Waldorf were... Well, his uncle Oh, Dudley. Megan, Statler and Waldorf. Actually, maybe they're Dr. Scott. Yeah, the two of them are Dr. Like Scott. Like the same yeah. way they were Jacob Marley. Yeah. They're both okay, Dr. Scott. I like that. I like Kermit's that. not in this at all. Fozzie's not in this at all. But okay. did we cast Deadly correctly? Do you think Frankenfurter should be Uncle Deadly? Yes. Okay. I truly do. Okay, good. I think Uncle Deadly... Yeah, I think that that fits. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> so the notes from this episode otherwise are the episode title comes from a door song, Break On Through to the Other Side. In the beginning, the song The Electric Mayhem Headbang to is Master Puppets by Metallica. The desert scenes set at Joshua Tree National Park in California were recorded in an LED volume with virtual sets. Wow. That's very weird. It looked like they were truly outside. 
I guess that's cool. I don't know. During Lips's marshmallow trip, the swine trek can be seen flying <gasps> through the sky. I can't believe we missed that. Oh, damn! I love that. The speaking of swine trek, yeah, I think Link would play a good uh, Eddie. I think he'd be good on so the too. motorcycle. Yeah, coming through. I think he could kill it on that I think one he song. Would, he sings "Hot Patootie," then he gets chainsawed to death. Right? I love that. To see Uncle Deadly chainsaw Link is epic. Oh, and there's another one, like the you know the Link and Deadly of it yeah, all too. Yeah, exactly. We're really letting Uncle Deadly be the fucking star of this thing. Oh yeah, he's this is perfect for him. This he is, hasn't been able to shine yet, and I think this is his opportunity. This is the role. Like, like Maureen really brought up a great point. Like, <laughs> the Muppets could do Rocky Horror, and if anybody's going to redo Rocky Horror, it's probably the Muppets. Yeah, I don't want to see another stage version of it with like. Did they remake it? Megan, they did on Fox. You don't remember this? The gleification of everything. Remember like a couple years ago when everybody was doing live concerts? Oh my god, I do remember the Glee one and things. I remember the the kid, Arnie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Artie. Oh my, Artie. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And the lipstick smear uh, and the like whole the whole sucks. end scene of... In, so Fox oh did god. a live concert version, a live stage play, There's whatever. Do you know who played Frankenfurter in that? Who? Laverne Cox. Okay. It's a very weird casting. I, I just, like, don't... The whole thing was really, like, not good. Vanessa, not Vanessa Hudgens. Victoria Justice, I think, was Janet. It was all very, like, flash-in-the-pan kind of shit. You know? I don't know. It I don't sucked. know. A mi- miscast. That's, and like, kind of like a, oh, well... They work for the network, so... It was framed as though show. you were watching people watch it so they could have a fake audience do, like, the throwing rice and oh, toilet yeah. paper oh, thing, Oh, yeah. Oh, so people were, like, doing it? It was weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Did they have the virgins at the front of the room with the Probably. Vs on their heads? Again, I will never... And the titty bounce and all the other weird things that happen that I'm like, why we are we doing we talk about Rocky this? Horror, like, a couple weeks ago, you and I, personally? I don't know. Did we talk about it on the way to La Tigra? We might have. I feel like we did. Like, yeah, my mom used to be into it back in the day. So by the time I became a teenager, it was, like, not cool for me. I was like, oh, my mom showed me this, like, when I was, like, too young, probably. And they used to do it at that theater down by us. I know. You know. And I've gotten dragged there a couple times. So, So, Megan, on the way home, the mayhem. Not that people shouldn't do their thing. Do whatever you want. If your thing is to do that, go for it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Megan Doug, give you a stamp of go ahead. God bless. God bless and go ahead. God bless and go ahead, yeah. So by the end of this episode, the Mayhem write a song on their way home, having found inspiration. I was born on the other side. Some of this, like the opener to this, kind of sounds like Hedwig to me a little bit. Oh, there is like a Hedwiggy. Okay. Let's take a look at the songs. So the songs that were sung in this episode were Spirit in the Sky and Gonna Get There was the song that they ended up recording. Gonna Get There. Let's see. The song, music by Linda Perry. No, I know who wrote the music for Hedwig. It's Stephen Tract or whatever, but he doesn't... I don't know what else he writes for, but... I don't know. Just uh, Linda like, Perry's from Four Non Blondes, first of all. <gasps> You're fucking kidding me. That Linda Perry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Four non-blondes. Wow. Can we talk about Linda Perry's writing credits? You ready? Get this party started by Pink. Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. What are you, what you waiting for by Gwen Stefani. Mono by Courtney Love. 
One World by Kelly Osbourne. Jesus Christ. My mouth is open. Holy shit. Candyman by Christina Aguilera. Superwoman by Alicia Keys. Best of Me by Daniel Patrick. Like, there's songs that I'm skipping because they're not, you know, like, as... But, like, holy shit. Mono by Courtney Love. I can't believe like, low that. low-key, that song still kind of rips. <laughs> like, a lot of Courtney Love songs still rip. I, I like know. like Courtney Love songs and whole. But we don't like... I mean, I don't ultimately like Courtney Love. I will always love <laughs> when Courtney Love threw her compact up at Madonna oh, on MTV. That's like for the fucking most sure. epic thing ever. And then she goes up there and yeah. she pisses Madonna off just I, by existing, basically. I, that was truly brilliant. Yeah. Truly no, she's, brilliant. I will not deny Courtney Love being like punk as fuck, but she's also a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. And definitely she, a pain in the she ass. She definitely killed Kurt Cobain also. So... At the end of this episode, <laughs> she's worse than Yoko Ono. We go back to the um, the label, and Penny's happy, but she requests that the band present her a new album tomorrow. Basically, she loves the new single, but now give me a full album. No, tomorrow. I don't think that's going to be the right. I, I think we'll see what happens because we find out that she's backstage with somebody. Well, Dr. Teeth then declares his love for her. Yeah. And she's like, all right, take your time. Yeah. Because now, you know, that he's finally been able to commit, I guess maybe she's seeing in them what they're finding in themselves, that they're ultimately becoming better. Is he, like, obsessed with her feet? Oh, he totally is. He's a little creep. He is a little creep. Just like Gonzo. But, <laughs> but like in a way smoother way. Like yeah, he's, he's a very cool He's creep, a cool creep. But he's a yeah, creep, yeah. nonetheless. So then we hear... And they go to the door of the shack. And when they open the door, who's there but Mr. and Mrs. Teeth here to take Junior home. And that's our cliffhanger for the episode. I know, but I thought that was so weird. Yeah, it was weird. You haven't watched the next episode yet. You're in for a surprise. Dr. Teeth's parents are here to take him home. Is this like the Murky's mom episode of Rainbow Bright? Wait till you see them. <laughs> they are very cool Mirk looking. Will. Very cool builds on those characters. Oh my god, I can't wait. So Megan, this episode, much better than the last episode. Yeah. The next episode, even better. So next week we'll be watching track six, Fortunate Son. I love that we're going to dive into Dr. Teeth's history. I love it. What a cool idea. And I love that the... I just realized, though, that these uh, tracks are named after real songs. Like, yeah. last episode, I realized that. Fortunate Son is what? Is that... I, it's, is that Skinner? Yeah. It's... Uh, what's... It's Clear, a, cra- clearance, yeah. Credence, Clearwater Revival. it's Southern, Southern Rock. <laughs> I love that. That's like barbecue <laughs> music. <laughs> that is barbecue music. I love your barbecue music playlist. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've had this show for so long that I feel like we've talked about barbecue music playlists. Dude, barbecue music playlists are where it's at. So, I need a creepy summer, uh, like, rockabilly playlist. Oh. Like a funky, like, bass-heavy, like... Uh-huh. Some Tiger Army... No. No? No, I'm thinking, like... I'm oh, you're thinking, going, like, you're surf, thinking, like, real. Cra- okay. Like, yeah, like, uh... All right. I'll send you some suggestions. Yeah, nice. Hopefully they'll... They'll fit the bill. So next week we're going to be watching episode six, track six, Fortunate Son. You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Uh, Message us. Write us a review on iTunes. And, you know, until next week, 
Thanks for the gumball, Janice.